Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Hey, what's up, everyone out there? This is Andy Candriva from Calvary Monterey back at you again with another episode of What's the Wi-Fi Password? This is episode 23 of our Shelter-in-Place Daily Encouragement Series. I'm joined today, as always, by... Hi, everybody. My name is Tate Dozler. Good to be with you, Andy. And uh, I'm a youth leader for Calvary Monterey. And happy Monday. Happy Monday. And then today we also have a special guest straight from my living room. Uh, would you say hi to everybody? Hey, guys. My name is Austin Kim. I serve as the youth pastor for Refuge Church in Salinas. I served as a leader at Calvary Monterey. And I miss you guys dearly, and it's a, it's a wonderful privilege to be here with you guys on this podcast. Welcome, Austin. Austin is my roommate, just so you guys know. We're not breaking any shelter-in-place laws by having him join us today. So we are literally, you're the only human being that I have been in the same room as in the last month. So how does that feel? That... Um I don't know if I feel weirded out or if I should be, like honored by that, but um, thank you. Excellent. I think <laughs> it's actually not quite true. I've been around other people, but Austin is the only one with any consistency. And so Austin, when we've had special guests on our program in the past, we have done a blitz five question getting to know you interview. All of these questions are kind of silly. Uh, they're fun to answer, and we'd love to hear your responses to these. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, Austin, number one, what is your go-to quarantine snack? Oh, man. Um, my go-to snack has been chips. doesn't matter what kind of chips it is, potato chips, plantain chips, um, anything that is, like, dried and crunchy or salty, like, that, that's my go-to. Excellent. Number two, if you had to replace your hands with something other than hands, what would you choose? I'm prepared for this question because we had this exact conversation like two days ago. And I think, uh, so my answer was, I would replace my hands with octopuses. And the reason why is because it's like, when you think about all of like the little tentacles and like the little like, I don't know if you call them, are they called suckers? Like what's the technical term? You guys know? I, like the, I don't even know. Suction cups? Suction cup yeah, things, I have like, no idea. <laughs> like, so, but like the benefit of having octopuses for hands is that like, you know, there is a lot of sensory input. Plus you get like three like extra fingers also. Plus it also is like, it's kind of cool, but also creepy. So it's, it's almost like having a superpower in a sense of like, 
being able to do a lot of things like you know i'm a guitar player so maybe i can play like two parts at the same time or something so, like that wait, so you're getting not like you're not replacing your hand with one tentacle you're getting like five tentacles for like it, one each finger it's like it's like eight tentacles like a whole octopus is my hand oh oh okay, except, okay. except the body but the body is the body on there too i don't know the body's on there too <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey fun fact about octopuses ladies and gentlemen uh, their neurological system actually extends from their head through their tentacles, meaning their tentacles aren't just arms, they're also a part of their brain. So, that's yeah, that's your octopus fact of the day. All right, question number three. I'm going to name off four different things. If you could only keep one of these things for the rest of Shelter in Place, which would you choose? Number one is music. Number two is reading. Number three is streaming video of any type. So YouTube, Instagram, Hulu, all of that. Number four is your phone slash text and video communication. Oh, man. Um, wait, so I only get to keep one of those. Only one. I feel like the good and proper answer is um, I really should choose reading because I need to read more and spend less time uh, on my phone. but since I know myself all too well, um, I would probably in an honest like sense, like I would probably keep my phone like text communication because, um, yeah, I, I think that's that. self-explanatory. <laughs> I respect that. I had to include like the text slash video communication on it just cause I feel like most people we ask would take like a righteous approach and not want to say phone, but when you include like, so you can't text your mom, can't FaceTime your family. It just becomes this like impossible idea. Yeah. All right. Question number four. What food item have you door dashed the most the shelter in place? So it's a food item and not necessarily like one specific place. Yeah. You're going to. Okay. The food item that I have door dashed the most are burritos from Chipotle, from uh, El Chorito, which is a restaurant here in Salinas. Um, and this is kind of like, we were talking before the podcast of like how I have done some kind of cringe things um, during shelter in place. And one of the things that I like to do with burritos is I'll get like three or four of them at a time via DoorDash, have them delivered to the house, eat one and then save and like freeze like three or four of them for later so that I don't have to like go to the grocery store or like elsewhere and so then you had like meals for like two days and so that's <laughs> what I'm doing. but but to his credit he's getting them from places that have like a 20 dollar order minimum so you kind of have to get multiple yeah okay i i i have door dashed one time during the shelter in place i am not even i'm not even going to say where i door dashed from i'll just let everybody guess if you want to shout out me and <laughs> try to say where I went, it's not a place I'm proud of at all. But it was like, yeah, order $15 worth and it will be free. And I was like, I only need like five. The cheap, the food here is so cheap that it will cost me $5 and the delivery fee is like $3. So if I ordered $15 of food from this place, like I wouldn't even know what to do with all that food. But that, 
I'd never even thought to freeze food. So I was like, my job <laughs> to the floor when Austin said he freezes the extra burritos. I just would never think to do that. <laughs> well, hey, I think I know the restaurant you ordered from. I'm not going to say it on air. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, you can say I'm it correct, and I'll, I'll say yes or no. If I'm correct in my assumption, it's a food item you never want to freeze. Because <laughs> after hour it is toxic waste like that's that is my take on it no yeah i don't think you could freeze food from this place like no you wouldn't want a really short half-life like that i'm thinking like things like in and out and little caesar's pizza those have really short half-lives i think it's taco Um, bell that also no it wasn't taco bell but i love taco bell so you're not you're not uh yeah that's that's a good guess but it was not taco bell okay okay (laughs) Austin, question number five to close this out. I want you to dig back in your memory. Okay. You used to be a a youth leader at Calvary Monterey Middle School and High School Mm -hmm. for about three, four years? Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. In your time as a youth leader at Calvary Monterey, what was the most ridiculous youth event that you did? Oh, man. Um... There were a lot of ridiculous things. So this is a loaded question, and I'm trying to reach back into my memory banks as to um, there was like, I remember when you and I were doing middle school ministry, this is kind of like when I first started, we had this like Star Wars night where um, (laughs) I think uh, back then Pastor George did like a, a Star Wars themed like sermon. And even for like, even like the worship lyrics was like the Star Wars background with the yellow text in it. Yes, I kid you not. Everything was Star Wars themed. And I came dressed as uh, Django Fett. And I was learning to lead worship. And I was planning on leading worship in this ridiculous costume. And I just couldn't do it. The, the like mask like made it so that like I couldn't, you know, the, my voice got all muffled. It got like, really sweaty in this costume. And so I ended up taking it off. But um, I remember we brought, this is a horrible idea. Um, if you guys ever do a Star Wars event, like in the future, do not give all of the kids like lightsabers because I remember half of that event where it was just like kids whacking each other with like the lightsabers. They were whacking me, chasing me. I still have like pictures of everybody just like screaming and laughing. And like, but I think that was probably one of the most ridiculous events just because like half of it was just like beating each other up with like plastic sticks. And then like, and then we had to like, I think that was also the night we did like uh, party balls where it's like the giant saran wrap balls with like candy and like little prizes inside and everything. And for some reason there was like styrofoam in the balls that night. And so we like, we tore them all apart and we spent like an hour vacuuming the youth room. um, Once everything was set and done, because there were little pieces of styrofoam everywhere. So that was a ridiculous night on so many levels. And I actually think like, yeah, I think that one is probably the the top one. Yeah. I think that's a really good answer. I I'm shook. I have no words. I can't even believe that it's a real thing that happened. Yeah. It happened. It was it was because May the fourth was a Friday night that year. Oh. Oh, right. May the fourth wow. be with you. Wow. Um, borrowed his Django Fett costume from Mike Medoris. So shout out to the Medoris family if you're listening in Germany. We love you guys. Uh, and now Austin, thank you so much for subjecting yourself to that interview. Uh, Tate, do you have an encouraging word for us today? 
I do. Um, so the encouraging word comes from Psalm 91 verses one and two. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so, um, I picked this verse for multiple reasons, but I kind of like was thinking a lot about shelter because obviously we've been shelter in place for like over a month at this point. And I was thinking about what it means to abide in the shadow of the almighty. But I was also thinking about the, if God is, should be my only shelter um, in whom I trust all of the other things that I put my trust in kind of, and I was just thinking that we all really have only one true home. And really that's with the Lord. It's eternity. If we call ourselves believers and we receive the Lord, we've confessed that we're sinners, that we need a savior. We have eternity in our hearts. And even those of us who haven't confessed yet, eternity is in everyone's heart. It's just grown. We're all, even creation is groaning to be with the Lord. And so, um, just like thinking about what am I putting my trust and my worth in? And is it like my surroundings and kind of like thinking about even this time, like struggling to be happy in my current environment. And um, just thinking about, I've probably, if I'm, if I'm really struggling or if the people I know are really struggling with the current situation, um, they're probably putting their, themselves like putting their trust in the wrong source of a refuge and um yeah so my question to you guys is I, and I'll go first because this is kind of like a vulnerable question but I was thinking like what are the false shelters in my life that I've had specifically in this time of shelter in place and so I know we're talking a lot about shelter so <laughs> I don't want it to get it confusing but um I'm false shelters for me have been like um, honestly, probably TV. So when I'm feeling like I just can't hold it together anymore, like I just need to zone out, I need peace. Like anytime I want peace, I find myself turning on my TV, hitting the PlayStation button, going over to Netflix or Hulu, and just letting the episodes play. So like, basically, I'm saying like television is not my shelter or should not be my shelter right now. Um, the other thing that I find shelter in is money. I see like, as like, I, you know, I'm still working and I'm so grateful for that. I still have my job, but I did a lot of extra jobs and I'm not doing those anymore. So I'm watching like the amount of money I have in my savings, like decrease or stay the same. And I'm, and I'm having to tell myself money is not my shelter. <laughs> money is not something I need to place my trust in. And then the biggest one for me, honestly, has probably been the church. Mm. And I know this is like kind of controversial, but uh, we definitely need, I, I know um, we need the church. Like I know church has purpose, but for someone who's full-time ministry, the church was my whole life, honestly. <laughs> Before this, I realized like everything I lived, breathed, ate, whoever I was with, like it all revolved around church. And I just had to be really honest with myself, like ministry and church, it cannot be the thing I put my trust in. It cannot be my shelter. It really just has to be the almighty God, like, um, abiding in 
in him, in his shadow. So my question to you guys is what are your false shelters in your life right now? Mm. Yeah, I can, I can take that one first. Um, I think I have one that runs pretty parallel to yours, Tate, but kind of like a different angle on it, where you shared about money. And for me, it's stuff and like spending money. Um, I'm in a really like blessed, like fortunate place right now where I'm still working. So my income hasn't been changing. Um, and like the stimulus checks just came through this week. I had all of this money saved up for my Norway trip for which I was supposed to leave today. Uh, um, that now like all came back into my account. So it was just like, all right. Well, I haven't seen this large a number in my bank account since I started college. Um, and so I've definitely been shopping more, like online shopping. It's illegal to shop in person. Uh, <laughs> but buying like books on Amazon, like buying a bunch of plants for our household, like I'll, I'll confess to this, buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like yep. has been enjoyable though. Yep, I've seen it. Like. Here's here's the thing though. Austin's like, I testify. I testify this is the truth. <laughs> here's the thing I'm gonna say though. There is a point, and I think I have crossed this at points during this, where it can become a shelter, but then there's also a point where it can just be like a joy. Um and so when I'm not crossing over that line, I definitely started to. I definitely was noticing that. So I've I've pulled back a little bit. I've committed to setting aside some of my money for savings, like long-term, just because who knows, like, for one, what could happen in any life, but especially in this season, and then setting some aside for generosity to people who are not in a fortunate position, like when I got dealt. Um, I'm not going to tell you how I'm doing that, because I still want my reward in heaven for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like kind of reorienting how I'm using that money around Christ and around wisdom has been really big. Um, but then the second thing, uh, like if I had to pick another one, since you listed three, I feel like I'm obliged to not just say one. You don't, you don't have to match me, but go for it. I know. Um, but I think, I think Netflix has started to get me a little bit. Um, this is a shared one. Yeah, it's a shared one. I like, I had like conquered the Netflix dragon. Like we, like a week before Shelter in Place, Austin and I took our TV set out of the living room and moved it into the garage. And I think that has helped a lot to like fend off the Netflix temptation because it's less accessible, um, but it's still a really easy place to go to. <clears throat> Yeah, I the rule I created for myself for Netflix during this time, at least Monday through Friday, because I am working and I just need some sort of like to treat myself in the weekend kind of to make it feel yeah. better. Um, I don't, I try like most days to actually not even turn on the TV. But if I'm feeling like I have nothing to do that night and I just need something to do I, and I want to watch TV. I won't watch Netflix until after dinner and I have to have like move my body. And like, I've put some conditions around it. Like I've had to do some things that like, okay, now I can 
not earn the TV, but like I it's, I'm not just like using that as my shelter. You know, I've, I've like right. put some boundaries around it to make sure that it doesn't become my shelter. And that's been really, really helpful. The hard part is once I start watching an episode to like stop after one or two episodes or once it hits like 10 o'clock or whatever it is, because in my mind, I'm just like, meh, just keep going. <laughs> but yeah. What about you, Austin? Yeah. So I feel like I share a lot of, uh, commonalities when it comes to false shelters with you guys obviously you know that first one for me is is netflix andy and i have been doing netflix together yeah and i'm kind of sheltering in that a bit which uh, justifies it it's a community which, activity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we're, we're still running to that together um you know we we've been watching uh naruto which is a uh, anime from uh, our childhood and so there's kind of like a nostalgic uh, flair to that yeah. which i it kind of makes it a little more addictive and um yeah so so that would be number one for me number two um again another cringe kind of thing um i think i've been i think food has been a false shelter for me you know that's been a thing that i for comfort um i'm not super proud to say this but um yesterday i went to blaze pizza and i picked up a whole entire pizza didn't even get a plate went to my room just straight up to my room and i just consumed the whole thing (laughs) from start to finish and I just I plopped the box open, no plate, no nothing, just went went for it. And yeah, so, man. and yeah, Andy will attest. That's that. that's college days, though. Back when we lived at Seabreeze together a couple oh, of years ago, we had a term for it. We're like every once in a while, like every two or three months, we'd kind of just look at each other and be like, "It's like a whole pizza type of night." Yeah, and Domino's yeah. would do like the two pizzas <laughs> for six dollars each. And so we'd spend like 10 bucks each and like both eat a pizza. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, the the third one for me would probably be social media, Instagram in particular. And it's, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, connecting with people is is bad through that medium or, you know, that you you can't like, you know, like or laugh on somebody's story. Um, But I've noticed um, that with me in particular, it's like when I come home from work, I'll, you know, get changed, um, plop down on the couch. And then the first thing that I'm opening on my phone is Instagram. And so it's like something that you go to for like a false, like security. It's become like a habit I've noticed. I'm trying to uh, get better at that. And, you know, Andy can attest also that there are times when he's trying to talk to me and then I'm like enraptured by somebody's like story and, you know, the foods that they're cooking or, you know, what somebody's posting. And so it's just, it's just one thing that I'm trying to be cognizant of is, is making sure that that, um, is not becoming a, you know, I guess like an idol or like a, a false kind of shelter. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to watch out for that. I feel like it's becoming one. Mm. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I agree too. That one's a hard one for me, partly because I do work on there. Like I, I do. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I honestly do. I like it's part of my job to run a couple of the Instagram accounts for our church. And, um, but if I'm being honest, those posts, maybe in all of its entirety, take an hour um, between all the accounts. So then after that, there's no real excuse to be on there. Mm-hmm. But it is so easy to get sidetracked because I'll be like, oh, let me go look at this one person's thing. And then like 30 minutes later, I've looked at like 12 people's things that I need that I didn't mm-hmm. need to. But yeah, thank you guys for sharing and being open and vulnerable. So actually... Um, Andy, do you want to tell them what's going to happen? What's different about this week? Yeah. So you guys, we, we bring up that topic, that encouraging word blended with, uh, some kind of open sharing because we're going to 
transition now in just our format for what's the Wi-Fi password. The first month of Shelter in Place has concluded where we were doing challenges just to give you guys something to do daily, you know, fun, creative activities. But we really felt the Lord put on our hearts to replace those challenges in that time with something more like practices. And what we mean by that is what are some healthy and mature ways for you to practice your life as a Christian, for you to practice your relationship with God, for you to live in obedience to Jesus on your own? Because now really in a lot of ways is like a being tossed into the deep end of the pool time for everybody, right? We're not gathering at church on Sundays or for youth group. You know, life groups are still able to meet through Zoom, but we're not gathering together in that way. So a lot of people, especially across our country, are having to learn how to, in a sense, become Christians by themselves. They're having to take off the training wheels of church and uh, just Bible teachings from other people and make that a priority in their own lives themselves. So we want to provide resources and support for you all listening to help you guys just know what to do to have a relationship with God on your own during this season. And so weekly, we're going to be picking a different theme. Of you could call it like a different practice or a different topic or spiritual discipline or whatever term you want to use for it that we're going to just discuss and also put out some uh, applications and thoughts to you all as to how to apply them. So as Tate shared, today's and this week's theme is to dwell with God instead of running to distractions or sin or fun and even good positive things like church and friendships and books. Uh, how are we going to first run to God as our shelter to dwell in? And so we want to throw this question back at you. You heard Tate, myself, and Austin all answer what our false shelters have been. We want to encourage you just to take some time this week to pray, reflect, journal. Just take note of what you're doing during your week. And if you notice any patterns, like when you start to feel overwhelmed, the first thing you do is run to YouTube. Or when you start to feel lonely, the first thing you do is pop on Instagram. Or when you're feeling bored, the first thing you do is pop on Minecraft. Whatever it is that you're doing, none of those things are bad. None of those things are things that you should not do. But whatever it is, we want to encourage you to take notice of those things and then see how you can replace those of sheltering in Christ above all else. Yeah, that's good. And I encourage you to maybe even confess it to a family member, a youth leader, a friend, and just tell them your response to this question. Like, what are the false shelters in your life? Have you found yourself sheltering in the wrong source of place for refuge? So we love you guys. And I hope that you'll, we'll, we'll go more into this topic this week and kind of talk more about it with different people and um, yeah, Austin, thanks for being on today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. But I think that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have too. Austin, thanks for joining us. We'll need to get you on the podcast again soon. Uh, we love you all so much, and 
just want to encourage you guys, like always, to wash your hands. <laughs> wash those hands. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.